Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. What a great time to be a Giant, be a fan of the Giants. Like we have something going here. We're building something special, and you know you can see it from the outside and inside. It's even more beautiful. Reflecting on everything that got me here, just to see that uniform, and you know I, I watched. That's the team I watched the most growing up. Because my dad was a Giants fan. So once a Giant, always a Giant. For me, it's only a Giant. Welcome everybody to a special post-game edition of All In with Art Stapleton a New York Giants podcast brought to you by NorthJersey.com and The Record. I'm your host, Art Stapleton, and the 2023 regular season is in the rearview mirror. The New York Giants stunned the heck out of all of us 27-10 over the Philadelphia Eagles at MetLife Stadium on Sunday. It was a wild game, and the cost of doing business on Sunday is one spot in the 2024 NFL draft. The Giants will now pick sixth overall, not fifth. If they had won, if they had lost the game, they would have stayed in the fifth spot. Instead, they win the chargers lose and the chargers move up to fifth. And you have to ask yourselves, Giants fans, Is the price of one spot worth taking out your frustration on the Philadelphia Eagles and sending them into the playoffs reeling? And they are reeling, boy. You know, there was talk this week that Nick Sirianni was going to bench his starters. Well, Sirianni benched his starters, all right. He benched his starters because the Giants got out 17-0 in the first half. Marcus Mariota came in. For Jalen Hurts, late in the second quarter, Hurts hurt his middle finger on his throwing hand. Who knows how he'll be next week. But here's the reality. You know, and I made this joke on social media. Nobody wants to play this Giants team in the playoffs. If we had seen this Giants team all year, maybe the Giants would be in the playoffs. But all those woulda, coulda, shouldas doesn't matter much right now. The Giants will have their exit meetings on Monday, and then it'll be into the 2024 offseason with a lot of questions still remain. Now, Monday morning, we'll have Joe Shane and Brian Dable in their postseason wrap-up. That'll be at 8.30 a.m., So I'm talking to you, recording this podcast now from MetLife Stadium at 10 after 10 after the game. So I still haven't left MetLife yet. And we'll be right back here, oh, at around, I don't know, 7.30 or so, leaving my home tomorrow, probably around 6.15, 6.30 to get back here for Brian Dable and Joe Shane at 8.30 and then the locker room after that to kind of wrap up and put a bow on the 2023 season. 
Brian Dable's second season certainly did not meet expectations. But how do you feel, Giants fans? Are you hopeful about the future? Where does this team go at quarterback? Tyrod Taylor played his best game today. There's no doubt about it. He avoided any of the mistakes that he had made in key situations the last couple weeks. It was wild to see Tyrod go out, Tommy DeVito come in, Tommy DeVito go out with an injury, then Tyrod come back just as Jacob Eason was warming up, that emergency third quarterback. You know, you talk about the move to sign Jacob Eason to the active roster on Saturday, and that's what the Giants did. And they pretty much did that in order to have him on the 90-man roster in the offseason because Daniel Jones will still be recovering from knee surgery. The first month or so is before the draft of the offseason program. You need to have one you don't want to have just one quarterback in the room who's healthy. So now you have Tommy DeVito and Jacob Eason under contract. Now it's not about, you know, where these guys fit in on the depth chart just yet. It's about kind of running your offensive pro program, your offseason program. So they signed Jacob Eason to the active roster, and because of that, he was available as their emergency quarterback. He was inactive, but he was dressed. And here is Eason warming up quickly as DeVito is getting his left leg wrapped. Tyrod Taylor is in the back in the locker room figuring out what was going on with his thumb on his throwing hand. And lo and behold, Tyrod pops back up on the sideline, goes in on the next series, and Eason doesn't have to come in the game. But kudos to the Giants, whether it was intuition or dumb luck to have Eason as the third quarterback, and it almost came to fruition. But there are going to be tons of questions about quarterback. Are the Giants now out of range to get Caleb Williams and Drake May? Well, certainly at first glance, you would think that. Uh, but, you know, Jaden Daniels will likely be near the top of their list. You know, you've got to see how, how Penix plays in the national championship game. I'm sure they'll be curious to see that. Maybe there's a second round option, a Bo Nix, uh, as somebody that they might want to bring in and develop. Those questions are all still to come. Now, if the Giants are sitting at six, you know, maybe they go Ola Fashanu from Penn State, Joe Alt from Notre Dame, both tackles. If they decide that they are moving on from Evan Neal at right tackle. I don't know if they'll do that. Me personally, I think I'd go the free agent route for the offensive line. You now have a ton of guys on the roster who are rookies, who are draft picks, guys who have come in here that you need to develop. First decision you have to make is who's going to be the offensive line coach. Are you moving on from Bobby Johnson? I think they need to. They need a new voice here. You need to get a fresh page. You need to make a commitment to the offensive line coach here. You see teams that have done that. Uh, they've been successful. The Eagles have Jeff Stoutland, uh, you know, Bill Callahan in Cleveland. You know, these are guys who are in the league. You know, a Mike Munchak is out there. I know a lot of Giants fans have brought his name up. You know, 
you have to make the right call here and you can't fool around. I mean, your offensive line coach in this day and age, when guys need to be developed, you need to have a coach uh, that can do the job. And, you know, Right now, it looks like Bobby Johnson's voice is kind of falling on deaf ears. I know that Brian Dable has a connection to Bobby Johnson. So does Joe Shane. But it's time to make a commitment there. You know, you need to commit to one of the better offensive line coaches in the league. Uh, find someone that could develop talent. You have enough young talent on the roster right now. You do. Now, I don't know if they're going to develop into starters or frontline starters or reserves, but you have John, John Michael Schmitz now at center. You have Marcus McKeithen. You have Joshua Zudu. You know, you have young guys who are on this roster. You have Evan Neal. You've got to find a coach that can be able to get the best out of these players, and the development has been lacking. So you need to do that. That is a huge part of this offseason for the Giants. Do they go wide receiver in that spot? You know, Malik Neighbors from LSU, he's a stud. You see what wide receivers can do in this league. They're a pr- premium position. You know Joe Shane will be looking for a premium position in that spot. Do you go for a Jaden Daniels if he's high enough on your board as a quarterback? A lot of options for the Giants to do. I don't think they're necessarily uh, in a bad spot at six. Obviously, would they be at a better spot if they were fifth? Sure. You move up higher, you can wheel and deal if you want to. Remember what Joe Shane said on the Giants' life last year during the draft. Scared money don't make money. So I know it was a throwaway line, but he said it for a reason. The Giants can't be afraid to make a mistake here. They have to make a bold move for this team. And I think the bold move is to go quarterback. And if you don't go quarterback, I think you go receiver. You have to go with the talent. You need a game changer at that position. This isn't a position where you, uh, a spot where you pick a player and you have to develop them. Yes, there's development involved, but you need that stud. You need that guy. And the Giants need to bring that guy into the fold. Right now, I don't think there's a pass rusher that you'd look at and you'd want to add in that spot. You already have one corner. Uh, I'd like to see Nick McLeod back and get that opportunity to be opposite. Tay Banks, I think McLeod, when he's gotten his opportunity, has been very good. So I'd like to see him back on a restricted deal. Uh, maybe even you blow out the, the restricted deal for McLeod and get him uh, on a, a longer-term deal. You know they like him, uh, so let's see if that happens. Um, let's get to some of the stuff from the game today. Xavier McKinney, going to be a free agent. It'll be very interesting to see how his market develops. He's played his best ball over the second half of the season. Became the player that the Giants thought he could be. There were no talks during the year between McKinney and the Giants for a long-term extension. He had two interceptions today. The one he jumped, Marcus Mariota's first pass. That was a great pick. The first pick off of Jalen Hurts along the Giants' sideline. Uh Getting both feet down, this the athleticism that McKinney showed was a great play. It's hard to see this Giants defense without McKinney. And if you go all the way back to the post-game podcast I did in Miami back in October, if you had asked me that night, and I'm sure I said it on the show, I did not think Xavier McKinney would be a candidate to be back with the Giants. And 
I'm questioning whether or not I was right on that because he has played very well. Saquon Barkley, hope you enjoy the story that I put together. Not only included teams that, you know, maybe who is the next team, the Giants, a couple other options, just spitballing, giving you some rationale, but also what happened post-game, 11-year-old, make-a-wish, cancer survivor, uh, and still dealing with chemotherapy treatments, Hamish Fenton from Rye, New York, was here all weekend with the Giants, spent about an hour with Daniel Jones on Friday, was with the team. After the game, comes up to Saquon Barkley at his locker, taking pictures with Saquon. Saquon gives him his game jersey and his game cleats. Two souvenirs that if this was Saquon's last game as a Giant, I'm not really sure Saquon would have given that away. But he said he hadn't been thinking that way. He has not been thinking about how this was his last game as a Giant. So we're going to have to see how that plays out in the offseason. We have plenty of time to talk about that. That will be obviously first thing on mind, or at least one of the first things on mind when we meet with Joe Shane and Brian Dable on Monday morning. The other thing is Sterling Shepard. I know we've gone back and forth. They spent mostly all of the pregame show about it. Uh, crazy thing was the fact that Sterling Shepard got his third catch. Then it was ruled a lateral. Uh, so they were on the sideline. We weren't quite sure up in the press box if the Giants knew that Shepard was not credited with his third catch. And Shep told me afterwards he knew because he knew the play with the way they had practiced it all week. They were anticipating the Eagles playing off, so it was just really a, supposed to be a swing pass to get to him. He had to back up a little bit more, and he realized that it was a lateral. So he would not have gotten back out there, more, more than likely, had Jihad Ward not gotten that sack and forced fumble. The Giants recover. Jihad Ward gets the incentive. I believe it was 250000 for that sack. Jokes were abound in the in the locker room about, you know, all these incentives that were met. Darius Slayton hit two two incentives for two hundred fifty grand. So we know who was buying at at the restaurants and bars tonight uh, for if the Giants were heading out. So, um, I think Sterling Shepard will hang him up. I think he will stick around the Giants organization. They'll come up with a role for him. Uh, somewhere along the line, maybe it's something, uh, you know, a mix between what Jesse Armstead does and what Eli Manning does in the business department. I'm wondering if that's kind of that combo, maybe a little bit more production, too, with with Sterling. We'll have to wait and see. But um, what do you think, Giants fans? We're going to have a wrap tomorrow on, you know, after Joe Shane. So I'm going to wrap up this post game now uh but appreciate you being all in all year and we'll be all in again on monday so hopefully you stick around and uh keep with us this off season but again your final score from metlife stadium giants 27 eagles 10 really a stunning result here with the eagles having everything to play for the giants made the eagles pull their starters when the cowboys were still only up 
one score against Washington says a lot about how the Giants played today. And the one last thing about Brian Dable's coaching staff, that will take precedent this offseason as well. Very important to talk about Brian Dable's staff, what happens with Wink Martindale, what happens with Mike Kafka, Thomas McGahee. Uh, got plenty of time this offseason to discuss it. We should be hearing information this week, if not tomorrow. Everybody have a good night. We'll talk to you again on Monday. Baggy day. Black Monday in in the NFL. We'll see what news comes out of it and what Joe Shane and Brian Day will have to say as we reset and head into the 2024 offseason. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.